Hello and welcome fellow sovereigns. So today's uh, P-Talk is, if you like, sponsored or inspired by a friend who lives up on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. And she put this post on the other day very concerned because yet another pilot has died from the needle. And there's been many, many deaths from pilots who have died because of the the needle shall we say and many have become very sick and have been unable to fly while they've been up in the cockpit thank thank god for co-pilots and others and so she posted about this and basically said that it's way too dangerous to fly and so she's not going to fly anymore for a very long time until she knows it's safe so i posted a reply what do you call it and just said that I'm not going to buy into the war, the fear mongers um, fear, <laughs> I guess. And I'm going to fly when I need to. I'm going to live my life as I wish. And I'm not going to allow others to make my life smaller because of the fear. And the other thing I learned just a few days ago was that apparently... And this is according to scientists, so we need to be careful because scientists at the moment are probably the most disbelieved group, apart from politicians, of course, on the planet. Anyway, many years ago, apparently scientists discovered that there are 40 million processes or thoughts going through our neuro processes in our minds every second. I, I can't grasp 40 million. And I can't grasp this either, but it, apparently it's true. That as well, there's only 2,000 of those 40,000 we are conscious of. I'm only conscious of one thought a second, I think. <laughs> anyway, I'm not a multitasker. So what that means is, if we turn that round, is that we have this filtering system. And it filters out 39,998,000 thoughts a second or neuro processes a second that we're therefore not conscious of and i realize this is an amazing opportunity because at the moment if we're on default our default system is to keep ourselves safe that's basically the ego and that's what it does it does everything to keep ourselves safe so if we didn't like i don't know broccoli when we were a kid oh Broccoli is bad for you, so we will decide, even as an adult, 40 years later, that we don't like broccoli. Our ego will keep us safe from that. And everything else that has been a peril, or something we didn't like, or something we had a tiny preference not to have, the ego stores us away. It's our filtering system, and keeps us away from this. And on the bigger sense, the world is a, a, a macrocosm of our, our microcosm in here. Because what humans do on the big political world is what we do in our personal mind world. So if we look at history, every new civilization, if you like, burns books, burns information, because we don't want to know what happened. And that's from the, the Library of Alexandria, when was that, two and a half thousand years ago? Um, the Nazis built, burnt millions of books because they went against the philosophy, the 
Stalin and they burnt millions of books. And they're doing it right now. Nothing changes. We're terrified of history. We're terrified of what happened. As if what happened will go away by us not being aware of it. But yeah, <laughs> We can't see it. It's not there. <laughs> so we do this. And that's kind of what our filtering system does. It takes the stuff away that we do want to hear about. And recently there was a woman who came from overseas from somewhere. I don't even know her name, but she came over and her platform, if you like, is about making the world safer for women. So she went to speak in Auckland and she was bullied and shouted down and showered with crap and sent home uh, by a group of men, a group of bullies thereby proving that she's her platform is, is a viable one and the police deliberately stayed away they would not help her they in fact collided colluded collided <laughs> they probably collided too they colluded with the bullies the men and so she's saying something that some a very small group of people don't want to hear so let's get rid of her let's pretend that she doesn't exist and I remember like many years ago, my first wife was a kindergarten teacher. And I think this is when, for me, that health and safety stuff started. Back in the 70s, when they decided that all playgrounds should get rid of the sawdust or the, the bark chips that are on the, on the ground. Or playgrounds, because they're too unsafe, because there could be bugs in there. I mean, I don't know a single child who died of bugs in sawdust. But anyway, they could. It's all, it's all about what could happen. And so they replaced all these, um, the woody playground bases with plastic ones. And we had much more, many more accidents because the, the, the plastic didn't give like the um, sawdust and the wood chips. Wood chips, sorry, that's what it was. But nobody measured that. It's all, all we, we, we stay in the, the what could happen. We don't go... Well, let's just try a few, keep a few with the wood chips and have some with plastic and see then, is our fear founded or not, founded in truth? So no, they didn't. And the same happened with swimming pool um, fencing. We, everyone, it's compulsory to have fences around swimming pools. What actually happened was the number of people dying from um, drownings went up. But we're not going to admit that. We just put those figures aside. And in the meantime, there's all of us on the farms, you know, swimming in the rivers and the dams and down by the beach. And there's no fences anywhere. And I don't know anyone who died from drowning. But it, you know, people did. But the figures went up when the fences went in. And we can <laughs> we can guess at why that is. But let's move on because it's all theory. So we have this whole, what they now call cancel culture. We've always had cancel culture. Hitler had it. Stalin had it. The Mesopotamians had it 4,000 years ago. So we've always had a cancel culture that if we can't, if we don't like it, we'll get rid of it. And if we don't like reality even, we'll get rid of it. So if something's happening out there, we oh, no, 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 if we can't see it, it's not happening. So that's on a very global thing that's what we're doing at the moment instead of embracing life and 
recognizing that we have this amazing filtering system that filters out 39,998,000 thoughts a second. If it can do that, let's grab the steering wheel of this filtering system and say, I'm going to design it in such a way that I will hear what's going on, I will see what's going on, I will not have my world filtered, but it will filter my reaction. And so, I think it was Viktor Frankl, it might have been somebody else, Viktor Frankl wrote Man's Search for Meaning, and I think it was him who said, the most powerful moment in our lives is that moment between an event, when an event happens, and, when we, and our reaction to it. So that gap in between. So when something happens, we can choose, ah, terrible fear, I must do something else. Or we can choose, it's something that's happened, and carry on. Or we can choose anger, we can choose depression, we can choose whatever, it's all about me, you know. So <laughs> what it, we can choose, that, that is that little space between action and our reaction to it, between an event and our reaction. And that's where I'm going to put, where I've put my filtering system is in. Sorry, my filtering system in. Because stuff's going to happen. I might trip down the stairs. I had a, a coffee appointment with a friend the other day on Friday, and they forgot. <laughs> Stuff happens, and the world still goes on. Um, yeah, <laughs> I just had to spend $1,000, $1,200 on my car. Um, that was a bit of a shock the world's still going on I can't filter that out it's an event and I can get upset about it because it was it was a surprise I didn't think there was anything wrong with it It was going fine but New Zealand laws traffic laws that you have to have a whole lot of stuff working in a particular way so my filtering system is not about pushing stuff away and then making my life smaller and we can all choose this we can run from the the terrible things that are happening out there, or we can be in it, knowing that the world out there is it is a dangerous place in some ways. There's there's water and there's I don't know there's fires and there's crazy people. But my filtering system can allow me to carry on walking through this world in whatever way I choose. And my filtering system is filtering my reaction. That space between event and reaction. So I remember about, I don't know, 20 odd years ago, a group of us found ourselves around midnight in the center of Tauranga, in the city. And we had to get to our car over here. And whatever way we went, we had to go through a battle zone. There was... <laughs> I've never seen such a thing. Oh, yes, I had, way back in my youth. But anyway, another story. So there was bottles and fists and insults being thrown and people crashing out of the street out of this pub. And the police turned up and, and there was know, people running around everywhere. And the four of us, it was really bizarre. We simply walked through this battlefield. And while we were doing this, we were kind of look at e looking at each other and we had the you know unspoken conversation that you have with friends do we do this and we just sort of let's just carry on and i was bumped by one policeman who accidentally just knocked my shoulder as he flew past 
But apart from that, we were totally untouched. It was like we were in this this bubble of peace, bubble of safety. And we got to the car about a block away, and we just basically leant on the car and laughed our heads off because it was such a surreal moment. It wasn't a conscious, in a, in a sense, it wasn't we had set our minds to make ourselves safe. It, it wasn't that we did that in a moment before going through it. It, it just was there. And maybe that was our default, just knowing we're safe in the world. And we can do that, and I'm sure that's happened to, to you. In times there's been just stuff going on, and you think, how did I, how did it not happen to me? I am got through all this. And that <clears throat> happened to me you know, a couple of years ago, but that's another story as well. And... So we can effectively live in a bubble of peace, in a bubble of safety, if we set our filtering system in such a way that the world can happen, but it doesn't have to happen to us. We can be in it, but not of it, as they say. Because there's a crazy world out there, and there's stuff going on. But much of that stuff has never happened to me. Yes, I've been stabbed and I've been beaten up. Stuff has happened. <laughs> but it doesn't have to stop me living. It doesn't have to stop me going through my daily life, enjoying every moment and every person I meet and still having getting out there. The world kind of creates, it's like these corridors. And we can choose to go down this corridor of safety while there's this mayhem still going on around us. Or we can go down the fearful corridor. <laughs> it's like these invisible corridors. And so our filtering system can just choose between event and reaction. Event, reaction. There's that little tiny space. That powerful space. <clears throat> so I wish you... A day of peace in an unpeaceful world, a day of sanity in an insane world, and a day of kindness in an unkind world. Because we get to choose. And a day of living bigger than you could have. Despite the world <laughs> that's out there. And I bless you and all who sail in her. <clears throat> 